0: Good morning, Miss Fitz. Good morning, Miss Bit. Are you ready for morning meeting? I am. We're recording for Wednesday, May twentieth, with two special guests in the house. Three, if you count Brian, who is snoozing in my lap right now. <laughs> a cat again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a cat. Our two other guests are not cats, however. They are very smart humans, and they we're real yeah. them here. <laughs> uh, so,
1: just briefly, we have Zach Minster, who's the computer Hello. science coordinator at Saint Anne's Bellfield School, and one of his
0: students. Zach, (laughs) so we have two Zachs. Hello. Double the Zachs means double the fun. I think that's that's a scientific fact.
2: Exactly, yeah. We'll go with that.
0: We always start off by sharing the answer to our riddle from the day before, but before I share my answer, if you want to guess, you're welcome to. It's open season for riddle guessing. What is stuffed, but never hungry?
2: Stuffed turkey.
0: (laughs) Ooh, Mm, I had not thought of that one. That could totally be an answer. How about you, Zach, what do you think?
3: I think I got to go with stuffed turkey, too. Nothing else to mind. <laughs> so
0: good. Miss Bit, you said you thought you knew it? Teddy bear? I was thinking teddy bear. That's what I saw. But I think stuffed turkey totally worked. Wow, we're
1: getting, <laughs> we're getting very creative these last few days. Oh,
0: I get like the tiniest little bit of happiness when we find an alternative answer to a riddle. My like puzzle-loving self. Yes, we did it. We outsmarted that riddle. <laughs> Miss Bit, do you have a joke for us? Yes. Why did the
1: computer squeak? I don't know. Why did the computer squeak? Because someone stepped on its
0: mouse.
2: Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Is that too
0: antiquated? Do we have to explain to listeners what a computer mouse is? I think we're, we're like, still. Back in the day before there were trackpads <laughs> and touchscreens. So, Ms. Fitz, do you have a bright spot? I do. I was wearing my narwhal costume yesterday, and I told you guys that it was for my library intern party. We had our end-of-the-year party yesterday afternoon, and been so hard to be away from my interns. It's a really big group of kids and they run the library. They check books in and out and make displays. And we spend a solid 30 to 40 minutes together every single morning of the school year. And so having not seen them since spring break has been really sad because I love them. And so we have been meeting once a week on Zoom to talk books and play games and be our nerdy, wonderful selves. So we had our goodbye party yesterday for the end of the year and to send off our two eighth grade head interns in style. And it was just really wonderful to be around my people. I love them. Awesome. How about
1: you? So mine was playing scratch games that had been created by fifth graders last Mm. week. And we did this project sort of spur of the moment with their English history. So humanities course. They're studying Inca, Aztec, and Mayan civilizations. So they could create a virtual field trip or an interactive game or something as long as it was telling some facts about what went on back then. And all oh, the projects are so creative. And we adopted some of the computer science stuff that they're doing in the upper school as a way to be coding during that week. And so it was just great to see the results.
0: That's so cool. I've been working with the fifth grade team to do some wacky out there stuff too. This fifth grade team is killing it. Shout out to Ms. Thompson and Mr. Reed. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mr. Zach, do you have a bright spot you'd like to share?
2: Since we're coming down to the wire with school now, at least what we're virtual school, I have been spending a lot of time in Zoom calls with students doing final projects, which is usually a very stressful time for everyone involved because we're coming down to the last couple of days and we've got a lot of bugs we need to work out. But it's been amazing hearing, Mm -hmm. checking in with people, just hearing the stories that they've been telling about. I really thought that this problem was impossible over the weekend, but I spent a couple of minutes away from the computer and I came back and I figured out how to answer my own question. And I think a lot of people are feeling the kind of the power of just spending some time with something. And and I think people are really learning problem solving in a a new and much deeper way now that we are now that we're separated.
1: They're having those aha moments.
2: Yeah, yeah, which is really great to see, and although it's not the best circumstance that catalyzed it, it's very much a, a wonderful side effect.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that's my new bright spot. I mean, what's our job as teachers more than teaching kids to solve their own
2: problems? And I think that's it's it, 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 it was just amazing to see it happen you know so many different times today. Um, yeah. So how
1: about you, Zach Ashby?
2: This
3: past weekend, the outdoor pool at ACAC opened up for lap swimming. And I got a chance to go in and swim yesterday in a socially distanced way, of course. Although the f- pool was freezing, it was my first time swimming in, I'd say, almost two months. So it was uh-huh. really good to be back.
1: Nice. So we have you both here to talk a little bit about computer science and a little bit about what's going on this summer. But first, we've talked about computer science a lot on this podcast, but I'd really love to hear Zach Ashby, what does computer science mean to you?
3: It's funny, I get this question a lot. I got it when I was working at the summer camp last year, and I've always seemed to have the same answer, which is very broad, but it means everything in any subject. And one of the things I always like to talk about when it comes to CS is how applicable it is to every subject I take. Right now, for example, I'm doing data visualizations in my computer science class with Mr. Minster, and at the same time, I'm doing very similar data visualizations in my biology class on the prevalence of obesity in different regions of the world. Last year, I also used computer science to visualize the uh, growth rates around the world, especially in the growth rates of population, especially in Latin America, to see which parts of the world are going to be up and coming in the next few years and which economies are projected to grow a lot. So computer science is really a broad term that can apply to any subject and it can apply to anything you try and put your mind to really.
0: Good answer. You raised them well, Minster. <laughs> <laughs> now has the student become the teacher? Minster, do you have anything to add?
2: That felt perfect. It's hard to add to it. I would say I have, I talk about this so much. I like to think of computer science as a mode of expression. So in the same vein of Going on, you know how it applies to everything. It's just a way to express yourself using technology. If what you want to express is an academic thought, then you can certainly go the route that Zach Ashby has. But I've seen so much in the realm of art over the past couple of days that I can't get it out of my head. Wrong. Um, yeah. That it's such a it's such an artistic medium. It's a it's a medium for music. There's there's so much we can do with it. But I, I very much see it as a suite of tools almost just a way, uh, a particular mechanism of solving problems with the assistance of a computer, but it's still very much a way to express what's, what you've already got in your head.
0: If you're new to this podcast and maybe don't have too much experience with technology or tech and education, it might be surprising to you that they're not saying computer science is coding because I know that's a misconception that I see all the time. So if you're hearing that and thinking, wait, but they didn't mention coding at all, just pause and maybe listen to some of the creative challenges that we've given in the last couple of months, weeks, months. Has it been months?
1: It's been a couple of months. Oh gosh.
0: (laughs) In the last couple of months (laughs) of this podcast. And you'll see that computer science, I mean, what they're saying is true. It's problem solving. It's creativity and it's misunderstood. Poor computer science. Yes,
1: (laughs) that's true.
2: Indeed.
0: So Minster, have you
1: had to do
0: much adjusting
1: in your classes because of distance learning now?
2: I would say the adjustment was more on the side of the students because what we had done in the past was so physical in terms of get together with your partner and work on one computer and do some pair work or do some group work. And it was really just a little bit of a learning curve to get used to the tools that we have now, but now that we're two months or however many months it's been past that point, I think we've gotten so efficient with using the tools that it might actually be faster and easier to do it online. We're definitely missing the in-person element. There's certainly nothing that can replace that. But I think in terms of the pedagogy, it's really, really the same. We're introducing concepts with videos now. So people have a little bit more of an opportunity to go back and watch it at their own pace or take notes. But really the emphasis is still on that collaborative work. We're just using remote tools to do it.
1: Nice. Zach, Ashby, do you have anything to add?
3: Yeah, I I definitely attest to what Mr. Minster said. A huge part of the class, I think Minster mentioned this earlier, is that it's a lot of the students problem solving and figuring it out themselves, given the tools from the teacher. And having the class format like that really worked well with online because Mr. Minster was able to give us some tools to go ahead and attack a problem. But he didn't have to be there the entire time for us to really arrive at an understanding
2: I also feel like the support that we can provide through breakout rooms and Slack as well is really, I feel like I have more touch points with everyone than I did before, because it was so frenzied to try to fit everything into a classroom where everyone's all kind of talking at the same time, it's a little bit easier to kind of partition and focus and give everyone that little extra shove that they need. When we're just all in one place at one time, but we're all sort of working separately.
0: A theme that we hear is like less physically connected, but a lot of people feel more connected. Just in touch and seeing family more and talking to friends more and reaching out to teachers more. It seems like as one point of connection has gone away, the others have really increased to fill its space. Absolutely. So we
1: have some big plans this summer for Summer Spark. Can you tell, give people a little bit of idea what kind of things that we're thinking about?
2: So Summer Spark is going to be pretty tremendous. Good word. Uh, I think. Tre- I think. Yeah. I think tremendous is, a, is is the word of the day. So we've got it. It's going to be online, which is uh, definitely a change for us. But we are going to have the same sort of general setup of three different thematic weeks around creating art with code creating our own games with game design, doing some web design work, and really bringing ourselves online, so kind of embracing where we're at right now. The structure is gonna be very customizable to the participants, to the campers. We're actually planning right now, and I think Zach can tell us a little bit more about this, but we're planning to leverage a lot of the experience that our students have had, to have them prepare the things that were the most impactful for them in lesson form, and deliver those over the summer. We're talking about how we can gamify everything and really make it like a, a rich kind of keeping it under the general theme of it's summer, not school. So we're not going to be sitting in Zoom calls, but we're going to really be actively engaging with, there'll be Zoom calls, but we're going to be actively engaging <laughs> with, with each other in the context of doing work that is really personally meaningful for us and exploring kind of what our, what our limits are and pushing past them. What
3: we're working on right now is trying to get as much student involvement as we can, because although we love you guys, sometimes students can be a little bit more fun than teachers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I want to, I don't Agreed. believe it. I refuse. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right now, we're trying to get as many students as possible to help create lessons for the students, as well as be a mentor for the students and start building outreach to get as many kids involved as possible. So we want as as much student involvement as we possibly can, because I think that makes a great program.
1: Yeah, I think from last year's Summer Spark, that had more student involvement than we've ever had, and it was an amazing experience. And so, yeah, we're super happy and grateful that students want to be a part of this and are really taking the lead and helping us define what it even is.
2: Yeah, I think like any good software product, we're really taking a lot. We're, we're, we're thinking in really broad brush general terms right now, and we're really going to let the students take the reins in terms of what should this look like? What should this feel like on a day-to-day basis? Like, what should the structure really be? What works the best for you? So we're definitely not thinking about it from a top-down perspective.
0: And that's one of the most meaningful things I've learned from working with you, Minster and Miss Bitt, over the past few years that I've been a member of your computer science department is that when you give students control incredible things happen that you could never even imagine. And it's not because anybody is smarter than anybody else or better than anybody else. It's when you have those varied perspectives and when you share control, everything turns out to be richer and more exciting and just a better experience for everyone involved.
2: I think I used to call that the the leap of faith when I talked about it with other faculty, <laughs> um, but it's not so much faith anymore because it so consistently works. It's more like just the kind of, Typical leap for us now, I think, is just involving the students in everything that we do. It's their program, so it really, the programming will come from them. Yes,
3: we have a bunch of students at STAB who are really passionate about computer science and all different applications of computer science. And along with loving computer science itself, everybody loves helping others through the process of problem solving. We have tons and tons of TAs who help students, as well as tons and tons of kids who are taking the class. So I think we really have a great group of students who are going to help this program be great.
1: Yeah. And the amazing thing, because it's online, we don't have restrictions of where people are. So we could potentially have kids from around the world participate, which would be really cool.
0: Oh, that'd be so cool.
2: I think that's what I'm most excited about is seeing the the folks who actually come join us this summer.
1: And registration is open. It is for the participating parts, you need to be 11 years old for older, but everything is going to be open and available to anybody. So once we get things set up, the links where the video tutorials and the challenges and all that stuff will be available for anybody who thinks they're ready for it. And what and dates do SummerSpark span this year? Yeah. Good question.
0: <laughs> um. Going
1: to the website now, which is amazing because one of our former students designed the graphics for it. Ah, I'm going to check it out right now. So web design is July 6th through 10th. Art of Code is July 20th through 25th. And game design is July 27th through 31st.
2: What's the website for that?
1: Oh, yes. It's summerspark.stab.org.
2: And I think one of the most important things is that it is free for participants. Yes, We've been committed to open learning and really opening this up for a long time. And I think this is a really big step for us in realizing that original mission.
1: Yeah, I'm very excited. We have sponsors who are sponsoring us, plus our school, which is really behind us. And we also have the University of Virginia Education and Computer Science Department behind it because the CS Institute, which is a teacher-focused outreach, is happening in parallel. So the teachers are going to be using some of the same learning that the students are learning so they can learn how to teach computer science
0: oh so cool cs institute is like christmas i love it these graphics are beautiful i haven't seen them before this website looks amazing yay yeah. minster do you need to have a certain level of computer science experience do you have to have taken a class do you need to be an expert in order to come be a part of Summerspark?
2: That is such a good question. Absolutely not. I think we're actually really trying to meet everybody at the level that they're on. So whether they have a ton of experience or absolutely zero, they're going to have a really comfortable spot to start um, in the programming that we're creating. We always have really everybody in mind. I think our sort of typical user is somebody who has no experience and we're really excited about bringing those people into the fold and showing them what they can do with just a little bit of knowledge about computer science.
1: And if you heard Cammie's interview yesterday, she's like ideal example of what happens
0: when you do that. You're Um, making it sound like it's going to be pretty tremendous if I
2: was to use Uh, the word of the day. (laughs) Like tremendous and excellent.
1: All right. Well, I have a challenge to sort of go along with this summer. You are gonna have time this summer, whether it's at home because we're still doing some stay at home or just because it's summer because you don't have school. You know, we're gonna be spending a lot of time on our screens, which is fine. But I would like to give you a tech creation goal challenge. So set a goal for yourself of some technology you want to create, whether it's a website or a piece of digital art or a piece of digital music or a video or a robot, but some sort of goal where you're creating with technology, just not consuming it. And oh, by the way, if you need help getting toward that goal, perhaps sign up for SummerSpark.
2: That was my summer goal when I was 12 to get a website online. And that's kind of started this whole thing.
1: Oh, cool. Zach, before we move on, what got you into computer science?
2: I always
3: tell this story when someone asks me that. I remember coming into STAB in fifth grade, I had the narrow view of computer science that is often taught to us that it's only coding and that you spend all your time on your computer. But When I was in middle school, I saw a group of kids who were interested in computer science and they were working with Minster and they were actually creating a helicopter or a quadcopter, I think they called it. And they were also working with Scratch, which was a way to create art and games and things like that. Once I learned that computer science, what really was and what it had to offer, I became more interested and I started taking classes at STAB and getting more involved in the department and it's brought me
2: to this position today. So, yeah.
0: What's our riddle? What is easy to get into, but hard to get out of?
2: Computer science. Yeah, I was just going to (laughs) say. I solved it. We're done.
0: Uh, uh, All right. Well, if you have alternative answers, you can (laughs) share them with us, and we will go through them tomorrow. Zach and Minster, thank you so much for joining us. What an awesome conversation about computer science! I'm hoping some little ears are perked up, and that maybe some listeners that have thought that computer science isn't really their thing are realizing that it is so many things because of what you've shared today.
2: Everybody has a thing in computer science.
0: Thank you both for being here. My pleasure you for having us. We're hoping that lots of our listeners will see you. See in quotations, we'll see you at Summer Spark. Yes. Can't wait. All right, until tomorrow. Tech, love, and happiness.